that metal interview. When you speak of death metal pioneers, when you speak of the inventors of death metal, a lot of us think of Possessed. A lot of us think of Chuck Schuldner of death, of course. It's between those two. There's a toss-up there, I believe. When, of course, when you speak of the inventors of death metal, of course. <clears throat> On this episode of That Metal Interview, uh, we will be speaking exclusively with Mr. Jeff Becerra of the band Possessed. We had the pleasure of speaking with him, the legend himself. And he speaks of all those subjects right there. And I believe I'm a fan myself of death metal and uh, rock history, metal history. And I believe this guy came up with, he came up with uh, death metal himself. Shoulder apparently hung out with uh, Jeff and you'll hear him talk about it. And then uh, Chuck, later on, he made his own death metal. With death, of course. Scream bloody gore and all that stuff. But before all that came around, there was Possessed. For everybody that does not know that. So, here is our interview with the legendary legend of all legends of death metal. Mr. Jeff Becerra. Enjoy. How's it going, man? How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good. I'm just comfortable so I can talk to you. Speaking of legends and death metal legends, it is my pleasure and an honor speaking to you. Thank you for making time. <laughs> that just means I'm old. <laughs> Let's start off with your musical influences. Uh, if you can speak about, talk to us about your musical influences when you were young? Uh, well, I mean, you know, honestly, I got into the scene, the hardcore scene, uh, a lot of punk bands, you know, like around the SFA area. And then, but uh, I was pretty much introduced to, uh, like, the extreme metal through, uh, you know, Gary Holt, the Exodus, and the SF. Underground, which was just teaming with bands back in the day, you know, for a pretty bump. You know, uh, I mean, we were pretty early on, but, uh, but, uh, there was Exodus, and then, uh, you know, Metallica came down, and then, um, you know, all the, like, Testament, Heaton, and Mordred, and, you know, and then, uh, uh, uh oh my god, uh, I see Justin, and, um, and, uh, oh my god, you know all the best F.B. area underground bands. And, yeah. uh, but mostly, you know, um, to be honest, uh, you know, I got in, I started out with, uh, like, hearing, like, the mentions of Lucifer and, like, UFO and Black Sabbath and, you know, ACDC. And then, you know, I started hearing bands like Motorhead and, and Exodus and, and, and then punk bands. Especially, and I kind of just mixed those together, and, and I like, I like that. I was always searching for that heavier, heavier sound, and realized that like I, I really couldn't get it unless I made it myself. You know, those are all great bands you just mentioned. All, all badass, fucking bands. Everybody's in a stock 
shy of where I wanted to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like everybody was just, like, you know, they would get their toe in the, in the water to see this and that, but they'd never just go balls out, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think um, when I heard uh, Venom the first time, they, I, I really, you know, and then like Merciful Fate, I was like, okay, see, see this makes sense, and then, so I kind of wanted to just bring that kind of Satanism, overt Satanism, and then the, the speed of trash that always kind of like, there was always a pause or a break. It, it, it was never just balls out, you know? And I guess back in the day, what what, what we did was, was the equivalent to the blast beat before the blast beat. You know, we just put, instead of having that skippy thrash time, we just went straight, straight fast, you know, like the, like the hardest hardcore punk drums and, and mix that to metal. And, and I guess that was kind of revolutionary back then. As everybody knows, Possessed has been coined as the first death metal band, the inventors of death metal, and in my opinion, the godfathers of death metal. Just like Tony Iommi, to me, is uh, the inventor of metal, I believe Possessed is the inventor and the first, the first man to play death metal. How do you feel about that? Is that correct? Yeah, it's definitely correct. I mean, it was intentional. We knew that, you know, Exodus had thrash, you know, Exodus and Metallica had thrash metal. We knew that Venom had black metal. And, you know, we had, there was speed metal. And, and we wanted our own thing, you know. We wanted something to call our own. So um, I wrote a song called Death Metal. But even before that, the music was something completely different. So we knew that we had to title it because it was, it was just that. It was different. It was Apple so one just different. It was way heavier and way faster. And it was something, it was something different. Obviously different. And uh, back then, like, I think it's easy to say that Possessed was the heaviest band on the planet. You know, because, you know, like I'm telling you, there was nothing out there like it. And uh, so I thought that Possessed would be, like, I wrote a song called Death Metal, which we started branding ourselves as Death Metal. This is the The first copyright of Death Metal was in 83, so way before anybody else. And, uh, and, um, but, you know, the media wasn't having it. They kept, like, trying to step our necks and, oh, you're thrash metal or you're Slayer Tones. But, yeah. you know, we wrote our song, we wrote our shit before Slayer's first album. So, we're not copying anybody. Everybody just wanted to, nobody, nobody wanted to recognize we were doing something different. And so, it was always like a struggle. It was a really, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a good thing, but, but initially, I thought that, like, Possessed would be the only death metal band on the planet. And then people would say, oh, Possessed, that's that death metal band, right? Right. And so, I never knew it was death. But, you know, very quickly, other bands started taking off and uh, and, and um, catching on to what we were doing. It spread like wildfire. So, you know, but for almost a year, we were the only death metal band on the planet. And then there was Thetis, and then, you know... Uh, you know, some other bands, probably, probably stated in probably death, and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of bands after that, so. So, was Chuck Schuldner and Death after Possessed? Did they come after you as far as uh, the subject of the inventors of death metal? Oh, yeah, definitely. Chuck actually came down and lived with us at the Possessed uh, club president's house in Antioch. 
yeah. you know, he started corresponding with us, uh, you know, via letters, and then, um, you know, like phone calls, or he actually moved down to this ankle house to be nearer to what we were doing. Oh. Yeah, I used to go over there and he'd like quiz me like, you know, what you know, what is death metal, what is you know, what 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 do you do here, what do you do there? And then and we were like really really tight friends, you know, and, and uh, you know, he actually you know, he was probably the first person to really just you know, be enamored with what I took really look up to me like as a musician and I, and I was honored, you know, it was really cool. I know Chuck um formed Death in Florida. I believe. Uh, so Chuck was in California also? Well, he moved to the Possessed Fan Club house at Crystal's house in Antioch in California. And then when when uh, Crystal moved to Florida, Chuck moved with her to Florida. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he, he stayed at the Possessed Fan Club president's house. Really? Yeah, I remember when we went over the, the beginnings of Street Buddy Core, he, he came up to me and was like, This is Jeff, I sound just like you. He was all like happy. And he was proud of that. And I was proud for him and I was proud of him. And, and of course, you know, Chuck doesn't need me, but he used a monster to his own. So he uh, really kind of like took it in a whole new direction. He made Death Battle into so much more than, you know, to just. It takes so much more than just possessed to make a genre, and so I think that was the beginning step. So it was possessed and death, and that was the the, the first two primal steps in the direction of, of, of death metal actually becoming a genre. A very awesome story, man. Yeah. quite an honor, really. Oh, Chuck was a great guy. He's so cool. Do you think Chuck stole or borrowed some ideas from you? Uh, I think he got a lot of ideas. I think he got the whole idea of death metal from us. Yeah. But I don't think it was really skimming because it was offered freely. Yeah. yeah. I understand you played bass and vocals at first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played uh, bass. Well, me and Larry started off first in like 1979. And uh, when we were kids, 1978, 1979, I was like 11 years old. And me and Larry Lalonde, and when we started a band called Marauder, and then we turned Blizzard. You know, in many ways, Possessed was an extension of Blizzard because, um, uh, you know, uh, we were, I played with um, Larry um, at Blizzard for, you know, since all through like junior high, high the beginning of high school, like, like in the first part of that three, then I got kicked out because I wanted to go heavier and they wanted to go, they were like playing on a spinoff and a Grateful Dead shit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went and um, I I, uh, I was approached by, uh, shortly after I was approached by Mike and Mike at school and they, they asked me to come check them out and that's when we started Possessed. And we initially got by in Montana on guitar, but for some reason, Mike uh, trailer didn't get along. He's like Mike, Mike, Brian uh, Montana. So, uh, you know, I didn't have anything wrong with Brian, but I wanted to go back and get Larry. So, and, and remember, with the old Blizzard, Debbie Amaro managed us too. So, whenever I got kicked out, they made a big deal out of it. They were like, uh, "Just you know, you're out, you're out of the band. Leave your equipment because it's ours now." And, and you're out. And so I was like, I was really fucking hurt, upset. So in order to get revenge, I went, I went and talked to Bubby. And I said, yo, yo, I, we look like an album contract. We got a title. 
Primus now. Yeah, there is some Primus now. There is a Primus now. Wow, small world, huh? Yeah, well, we, we all grew up in Elsa, right? I mean, it yeah. was, uh, her camera grew up right around the corner from me. I used to have my skateboard to his house. You know, and it was yeah. Exodus and Primus and Possessed and fucking, yeah, I think YMT practiced a Green Day practice. Uh, really? Fucking uh, Outrage. Uh, I have seen Kirk Hammett in a couple of interviews where he does mention and uh, talk a little bit about uh, you and Possessed. Oh, yeah? What did he say? Well, he mentions uh, you guys being from the same place and speaks well of Possessed, of course. Yeah, I mean, being based at the house in Albany, we don't party at like a big mansion. It's like this, like, raggedy mansion. And then, um, they would come over to our house and, and we'd party it. And, but we, we'd have parties at each other's houses, you know. And we, we, we'd always be at Rudy's and hanging out. But it's like, we're just normal guys, you know. Back then, nobody was spanking, you know. Well, I mean, Metallica was always kind of really popular, but, but they were still, you know, Bay Area. Absolutely. I've read and I understand, uh, Metallica grew super fucking fast in the Bay Area quickly, right? Now they're fucking giant. Hometown heroes, you know? Yeah. Same with Exodus, you know? Yeah, it's incredible. I, I seen Gary uh, out in Norway. We were playing at Tundra Rock, and uh, he walked all the way across the compound just to give me five backstage passes to Slayer and, and say what's up, and it's good to see Gary like I don't know it's like I don't know it, it puts everything makes everything grounded like no matter how big you get like you know there's still people that you grew up with you know it, it's kind of cool, you know, cool. It, it's kind of cool to see like some of the biggest dudes in battle wow. are just your homies for the Bay Area you know good to hear there's some grounded and not big headed rock metal stars out there um Gary Holt, of course, being one of those down, down to earth people, you know, I've read famous now because of Slayer, of course, and famous, of course, through Exodus. So Gary Holt uh, is a uh, very down to earth. Wow. Yeah. He, he helped us get some of our, our first gigs, too. Like when we were in uh, Blizzard, you know, we were just little kids, you know. I used oh, yeah. to say that he was our manager, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because we were, we were younger. We were younger guys, you know. And so when we first, first started gigging with Blizzard, we, you know, we were like fucking 12, 13 years old, you know. 
and uh, that was one of the novelties is that we were like rocking out as little uh, little ass kids, you know. Yeah. But, well, well, we did seven churches. Larry was still fifteen. Wow. I, I was sixteen. Yeah. Damn teenagers, huh? Yeah. Well, I wrote Burning in Hell when I was eleven. You know, the R- lyrics. Really, eleven. <laughs> Revelations of Oblivion Nuclear Blast Records 12 tracks it came out on May of 2019 talk to us about the writing process uh yeah well I mean I um the, the way that well I can talk about the songs that I wrote music on uh like um I, the way I would do it is I would write like maybe between like um, seven to eleven riffs. I would I would just play them to this. I have this little Fernandes Nomad. It looks like a peanut guitar. Yeah. You literally just turn it on. It runs on the battery, and I just play it through my external mic on my uh, on my um, laptop. And I would I would make a little packets of like seven to eleven riffs, and I email them off to Danielle and. Uh, Danielle would sew them together, you know, and spruce them up. And maybe sometimes you'd add riffs, sometimes you'd just keep my riffs and, and make them like into like a nice clean song. You'd record those over a drum machine and then you'd send those to um, Bobby, Robert, Robert, Bobby. And Bobby would take his software and record the bass, record, or send it to um, Claudius, and Claudius would do his solos. And, and of course, Dan would do his the rhythms and his solos and his drum machines initially. And um, he would um, fly out to maybe let's mic up the drums, replace the drum machines with real drums. And lastly, come to my house, we'd set up a windscreen and a mic in my basement. I would sing the vocals. Now we use those as. Um, our demo tape we sent it out to a bunch of record companies and got assigned and then we actually took those recordings because it had a hidden clip track into the studio and used those as foundational tracks for the actual album yeah. so instead of that way we don't all have to be there at the same time Emilio can go in and listen to it through the headphones in a click track and hear the guitars or whatever he needs to and re-record the drums in a big drum room the expensive drum room and then you know everybody could just kind of re-record over their individual parts and we can also use you know the the, the the vocals as triggers for the effect or the effects as triggers for the new effects and you know the way it goes now it's a lot easier digital so we, we save a lot of time and effort by using the, the quote unquote demo as the, the scratch tracks and the foundational tracks for the album yeah that's good well, we record the, the demo was all 10 songs you know so can you reveal uh, future plans for Possessed for um 2020, of course. Uh, what are the future plans for Possessed tours, etc.? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we have those three album contracts, so yeah. Uh, I got a I got a tour in March, and uh, more and more we'll tour more and more of the new album until the album runs a cycle, and then uh, at the end of the cycle, you're just touring all new stuff. Yeah. And um, you play that until you play the new album. You know? so it's all timing. You know, you don't want to do. You don't want to put them too close together. You know, because uh, yeah. you want down to run a cycle. You know. 
Is there something I didn't ask? Is there something I should have asked? Well, no, I thought it'd be. Uh, well, we have a we have a tour coming up in March, April with uh, with Pestilence. Possessed uh, the headliner with the Pestilence uh, direct support with the uh, Black Mariah uh, opening. Awesome. So we'll be doing our first U.S. tour since 2010. You know. Before we wrap it up, Jeff. Um, are there any words you want to uh, send your fans? Anything you want to tell your fans uh, via this uh, podcast? Yeah, well, I mean, it's good to be back. I mean, I mean, we've been touring for 13 years, but it's good to, to finally be, you know, you know, be out there where people are hearing me and, and finally get this new shit out. I mean, it was a long wintering, and, and, and I've been dying to get some new material out. I hope everybody digs what I'm doing. And, you know, the first album is a warm-up. Uh, open the second one, you'll enjoy it more. And, you know, I'm just going to keep on playing until I can't play anymore. You know, it's just good to be here. Well, Jeff, you guys sound great. Your voice sounds great and powerful as ever. I've seen the videos you know, on social media. Hell yeah. Awesome work. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We truly thank you, Jeff. We appreciate your your time chatting with us. Uh, thank you. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, say hi to the guys and keep it metal. Thank you. All right, man. Okay, cool. Thank you, James. That was our chat with Jeff Becerra of the band Possessed, the originators of death metal. Um, don't forget to visit them on their social media, blah, 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 this and that. Pick up Revelations of Oblivion, Nuclear Blast Records. Um, online, you guys can pick it up there, download it, stream it, or something. Support death metal, support metal, support rock. Uh, my name is James. Thank you for supporting and listening to our podcast, That Metal Interview. Thank you for logging on to J Rock's Metal Zone. We truly appreciate it. And don't forget to visit us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Tumblr. Pinterest, Snapchat, and of course, CastBox, SoundCloud, YouTube, and all of the above. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Keep it metal. That metal interview.